What is going on, Wisconsin sports fans? This is the Tuesday night edition of the Cheese Dad Sports Podcast, The Graveyard Shift, <laughs> with the legend, Gilbert Brown. How you doing, Gilbert? You ain't lying. It is the late shift. It is the late <laughs> The shift. late graveyard shift, for real. That's right. Such a great name. Do you, ever, do you ever actually work a graveyard shift, Gilbert? No, uh-uh. I ain't, I ain't go. I ain't go that far. No, oh, I did. I do not. Re- I do not recommend it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I watch too many spooky movies to be doing that, dude. I am so dumb. When I I was a security guard at a plant here in Wisconsin, and I would listen to true crime and supernatural podcasts on shift <laughs> when I was doing my rounds, and I scared the crap out of myself. Uh, every, <laughs> yeah, that ain't too, that ain't too smart, homeboy. That ain't too smart. <laughs> Shout out to uh, to Crime Junkie and and that's why we drink. It was a podcast called, and that's why we drink. Like, really, made me want to drink. Go home oh, at yeah. six a.m. Go home at six a.m. and have a beer. Scared myself to. I, yeah. I, I am I am a crime junkie myself, but oh, I put myself in no situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Speaking of speaking of these crime, have you seen that new Dahmer doc- documentary or or show on Netflix? Not yet. Not yet. I not haven't. Yeah. It's crazy. I went. I went into. Uh, uh, I go to a barbershop in uh, uh, Milwaukee, and that's what they had on. So I'm sitting here like. This little kids in here. <laughs> that stuff is wild. Yeah. I'm, oh, like, yeah. I'm like, what is y'all watching? <laughs> well, oh, you know, God. you know, Milwaukee, you know, cheese, beer, and Jeffrey Dahmer. That's what we so we market ourselves as. I haven't checked it out yet either, but I am looking forward to. But Mac, you looked at when I actually have time. One episode, one episode in, and uh the first episode. It, it gets you. It gets you. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty good. I recommend giving it a watch if you guys if you got a chance. I saw one person comment that the scariest thing was that he had uh, Miller Light in the fridge, but Bud Light on the counter, and he was drinking the Bud Light. Poor <laughs> <laughs> choice of beers. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, we're already off track. That's okay. Oh, Gilbert, I'm so glad to hear you're a crime junkie. We'll have to talk some true crime sometime because that is oh, yeah. so fun for me. Um, we're going to start with our recap of the Packers and Buccaneers game. And, man, it was such a game. Uh, obviously, a great defensive battle. Hey, Gilbert, did you see the fun fact about the 14-12 to 12 score that no, they I had? Didn't. So the last time the Packers played a game that ended in a score of fourteen to twelve was the fail Mary game in Seattle. Mm. Mm. And like the comparison was how great of a contrast it is with our defense now. I mean, we lost that game, but our defense now was on the winning side of that. That we we don't win that game without without how great this defense is looking. 
I, I second that motion. I second that motion. It, 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 you know, come down to the wire and, you know, you put it in the defense hands. Hey, man, it's time for y'all to step up. And they did. They sure did. Kenny Clark, your boy. Two Ooh. sacks. Just laying people out. And Devontae Wyatt, he only played like seven seven snaps, but even he was getting in the backfield too. Mm-hmm. He went like right past the center and everything. Quay Walker, the rookie, laid out some some really hard hits. And our all-pro inside linebacker, Devondre Campbell, 14 tackles and that huge tip on the two-point conversion. Oh, my God. Talk about, talk about getting some ups. No kidding. My you know, God. It's almost like Gilbert's been around for a while. He, he knew, you know, when it takes a few weeks for it to gel. But, man, this defense, three weeks in, yeah. was coming together. And uh, Robin hit it. You know, Devontae White, he didn't give him very many opportunities. But the ones that he did get, he made splash plays. He was in the backfield. And, man, I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's a bye week. I don't know if it's going to be even feasible. But but we, we've got to – maybe try to get Kenny Clark one time on this episode because how much praise we're going to give this man over the next 17 weeks they d- deserves for him to to uh, make, a, make a guest appearance on the podcast. But that man is a one-man wrecking crew no matter what offensive line he goes up against. And Tampa Bay has a pretty banged up or not. They have some pretty good offensive linemen. It did not matter. Mm-hmm. If we get Kenny Clark on this podcast, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to press record and then I'm going to mute my mic and listen <laughs> to Gilbert and Kenny talk shop. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that would be nice. Cause I'm always preaching. It always starts up front. It sure and does. Sure it does. really starts in the middle because if you don't get that push to chase the rabbit out, you got nothing. You got nothing. No, and you've said it many times on this podcast that, you know, the Packers got to win in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And mm-hmm. I feel like this was our first game in which the Packers really did that. And a large part of that, I feel, was the return of David Bakhtiari to mm. the Packers offensive line. They yeah. ro- they rotated series. Uh, Bakhtiari would play a series, and then Yash would play a series, uh, kind of, you know, just working – uh, David back in, back into it and everything, which I heard he hated. He hated it. I don't think it's going to last very long because I don't think he's going to allow it to last very long. But having David Bakhtiari, Elkton Jenkins all on the same line and everything, the mm. the 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 Buccaneers only sacked Rogers once, and mm. Rogers himself said he 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 felt like he was only under pressure three or four times the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel I feel I feel that. Um... I feel what Bakhtiari is saying, though, man. It's so hard to go in their series and then come out and got to watch and then get started back up again and go back out. I mean, that's 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 tough. I, I just let them play, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know who made that decision, but I mean, he's an all-pro tackle. Let him go. You know what I'm saying? Don't hold him back. Let him go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and he's been waiting this long. You mm. know. Like, it cleared him to play. Let him play. Thank you. Thank you. I think it was it was telling, though, when Aaron Rodgers had mentioned that that he, did, he kind of lost track or forgot about who was playing left tackle. Yash Nijman, or Yash Nijman has been playing so well at that left tackle position that, what you know, what, what, what whether or not, you know, whatever it was, the coaching staff's reason for rotating out, um, you, you know, getting waiting, letting him 
take stride to get back in football shape or monitoring his knee in between drives or whatever it was, whatever the reason they had. Um, Cause I'm sure they had one. It was, it was speaks again, volumes to Yasmin and what he's brought to that backup left tackle spot. Um, and, and possibly just a future roster spot on this team, no matter, you know, if David Bacciari is here for the long term or not. Yeah, they gotta find they gotta find a way to get that cat on the field, man, because he got the worth ethic, he got the range, and, and I'm pretty sure he can play a he, he can play either guard position as well. So that's a guy that's knocking on somebody's door to become a starter. So everybody that makes you perk up even more because you know you got a guy like that waiting to get on the field. Yeah, you know, people like me on social media and everything, and by people like me I mean people that don't play football for a living and only know like what we see on TV and stuff say that, that Yash can't play right tackle because he wasn't good at it in college. Do you think that maybe he might be better now than he was in college? Cause <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense to me that you improve. And I think with a little bit of work in, in my opinion, the, the ideal situation was that you stick uh, Yash at right tackle and you move Jenkins inside, which is a more natural position for him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you look at it, man, um, don't, if it ain't broke, don't, you know, if it's whatever, you know what I'm saying? But then again, um, that guy being able to be a utility guy because you also got to understand it's a, it's a, it's a different world coming from a left tackle to a right tackle. It's a whole different world. It's a different stance. It's a different kick step back, you know, so it takes time. Even if you're good at the left to turn around and try to be good at the right, you know what I'm saying? It ain't just yeah, like, we, oh, do it, we, daddy. Go and do that. you know, we all, we can't all be Elton Jenkins and play every position at an all pro right. level. Right. Yeah. No, right. You're you're, right. you're you're right. I'll sit they, back they, down they, in my corner. They had planned for that for for a while. We saw in training camp for weeks. It seemed like that that Elton Jenkins was was uh, practicing in in that right tackle uh, footwork. So and that was widely talked about on Twitter. So uh, yeah, yes, you're hundred. I mean, based on what what they the videos they posted and how long they seemed to practice him at that position, they 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 planned all along to keep him at that right tackle position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last player that I really wanted to highlight uh, on our show was uh, Romeo Dubs, and uh, eight catches, seventy-three yards, and a touchdown for the rookie wide receiver, fourth-round pick, and already is considered uh, the third best statistical rookie wide receiver uh, of the draft class, and the only two ahead of him were first-round picks. Uh, the guy from Ohio State and and Pickens. So uh, it was nice to see with uh, Sammy Watkins out and Christian Watson out that that uh, Dubs was able to step up and kind of be that guy, the Aaron Rodgers go to guy. It's good that it's good that Aaron Rodgers got confidence in somebody else besides uh, Cobb and. And uh, 13, uh, what's that boy's name? Alan Lazard. Yeah, Lazard. Um, did you see Did you see him uh, throw up after his uh, touchdown? <laughs> what do you think that was? <laughs> that was that Bro. 
That Florida Heat. Was it Florida Heat? Was it the Nerves? Was it something the eight? What was it? Man, I don't even know. But he was playing <laughs> mad all day because, you know, the thing that I saw more than the touchdown thing was how he was laying guys out, blocking downfield. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love Alan Lazard. He just, you know, dir- I, I, I wrote an I wrote an article for Mayfield called Dirty, Dirty Jobs with Alan Lazard. And it was about how he, you know, Besides yeah. catching, catching and everything yeah. like that, he is just—he's yeah. that guy. Yeah, it's it's good to see a, a, a physical receiver. You know what I'm saying? Getting out there because some receivers don't block to save their life. You know what I'm saying? They're just They're out there pretty. trying to get in the way or whatever. But you can tell that he is in the weight room and bringing it out to the field. And that's what I like about him. Yeah, me too. All right. Good win against the Bucks. On the next week, we got the Patriots. Gilbert, you got some memories facing the Patriots, I am sure. Oh, I got a ring facing the Patriots. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm alluding to. <laughs> you know, you know. Super Bowl 31 rematch. Oh, yeah. This oh, this yeah. weekend. A little while ago, but it's it's uh, you know, it's 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 good to you know, the GOAT left them, as they call him the GOAT. So he left them. So now they got a lot of rebuilding to do. But um, did they win last week? Uh, they lost to the Ravens they at home. Lost and and, uh, their starting quarterback went Their starting quarterback has a high ankle sprain. Last play of the game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are they going to call Cam Newton again? <laughs> I think it's a little bit too late for that. But they got good old Brian Hoyer back there. Green Bay is going to oh. be. Green Bay is going to be going up against a struggling offensive line with a backup quarterback, and that defensive line is going to feast on Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say, in, uh, in other words, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, and all and and company are going to eat. On and Sunday. we and we are in hollowed Lambeau Field. Am I right? That's right. We are. We are at home at Lambeau. So this 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 right here, it, it ain't going to be an easy win, but it's going to be a good win. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no no wins are easy in the NFL. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. I mean, you know, we talk we, we we'll trash talk these players and everything, but they are professionals and and they got there where ninety nine percent of other guys have not. So we're not gonna take them lightly, but I'm still gonna say that the defensive line is gonna eat on Sunday. <laughs> I believe you. I believe yeah. you. <laughs> eat, eat, eat. I believe you. We need to. Keep this train rolling. That's right. That's right. Uh, three players to watch. Uh, Kenny Clark, obviously. We talked about uh, Kenny Clark and the defensive line, struggling mm-hmm. O-line and everything. They're, they're just going to feast. Mm-hmm. Do you have anyone else that you are um, particularly interested in, in watching this weekend? I, I, I want to see what Corey Dillon do this week. That's AJ Dillon? I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. A.J. Dillon. Um mm-hmm. In between the tackles, I want to see them establish a more physical run game. You know, yeah. I'm not not taking nothing away from Aaron Jones. Aaron, Aaron Jones, he that boy is just uh, on a whole different world, man. But you know, mm-hmm. you always got to you always got to get um, um, props to the to to AJ because he softens them up. He oh, softens yeah. them up, and then your boy comes in and give him that jelly. And it's old. 
You know what I mean? And 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 and, and to see the offensive line too to be physical. Um, you know, because I mean, over the years, Green Bay has been labeled a finesse offensive line. You know, never really a physical offensive line. So, you know, we finesse people to death, get those running backs, find them holes, and we hit it. So, I want to see the offensive line, see what they do this week. Lay some people out. I think that's a a really good segue. I my my player to watch was going to be uh, Aaron Jones, but not for the reason of of um, that that you know if Robin had AJ, Aaron Jones as one of his three duds in his article from uh, this past game against the Buccaneers, and that I couldn't have agreed more. And I thought it was extremely surprising to see kind of him the offense in general fall off after his uh fumble in that first half and just i mean ever since that fumble at the goal line green bay was about to go up 21 to 3 or 21 to 0 i don't remember and three there you go and that offense was just about to go or or that offense just went absolutely stale after that so i'm looking for for a big bounce back game from from aaron jones and and more importantly a full game from aaron jones not just one half that i think we, mm-hmm. we've all We've all, we've all seen that this offense is certainly capable of winning when it runs through Aaron Jones and, and operates through Aaron Jones. And um, while I agree with you 100%, A.J. Dillon softens them up and, and they're a perfect one-two punch, um, I think we saw in the first couple of weeks how, how dynamic this offense can be with, with Aaron Jones. So is, that, is, so is that a case of momentum? Oh, I, momentum? I, I, I definitely think so. I think that if... Aaron Jones punches that in into the into the end zone or doesn't fumble and we get it in on the next play, make it 21-3 going into halftime. I think the Packers put up 30, and it's a blowout win. Mm. I think it was a momentum crusher. But, again, I never played in the NFL, so I don't know, like, for mm-hmm. sure, from experience. Maybe you it can, maybe you can enlighten us. No, it happens, man. It happens, man. That's it's, if you got the momentum, you got to keep it. If if something drastic happens, like what happened with the fumble, I mean, you know, uh, the, the morale or, or or whatever go, or you get complacent, and then for you know it, they they's back in the game. Especially yeah. with a quarterback like Tom Brady, you don't want to give him no life. You no. want to stay on him and just keep him down. But you saw at the end of the game, he he still got fight in him. He still he got sure fight. Does you know he gets he gets the ball out so quickly, too. Mm-hmm. I, um, one of our writers over at Wisconsin Sports Heroics is a film junkie, uh, Sam Holman, and he was pointing out some stuff on the defensive snaps. You you like you would love his stuff, Gilbert. He he's all about defensive line and mm-hmm. breaks down the plays and everything like that. He's 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 brilliant, but he, he um was he he pointed out that, you know, Tom Brady was getting the ball out in just about two seconds, and most other quarterbacks don't. And even with Brady getting the ball out that quickly, you had Clark, you had Wyatt, you had Lowry, Preston, Rashawn, Quay Walker on the inside blitz in the backfield. Like any other quarterback, we probably have seven or eight sacks in that game. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what we talk about, about timing, man. I mean, the timing is key, man. One, two, three, let it go. You know, yeah. one, two, let it go. You got to be in your spot because he just – sometimes he just slinging it to that spot. You got to be there. Yeah. Timing is everything in football. 
Absolutely. The, uh, the, my, my, it's funny no, you go ahead, McQuaid. So it's funny you mentioned Sam Holman because I was watching his his uh, clips earlier today. We'll have to give him, let him know we gave him a shout out. But he also threw in Kingsley and Igbare, who yeah. destroyed. It was it was a single clip, but he but he destroyed uh, the the Tampa Bay's right tackle. I can't remember his name, but acknowledged that that's one of the better um, right tackles in the league. And this rookie just swam right by him, and it was one of those plays where Tom Brady got it out in two seconds. So there was it was you know null and voidy but but that that swim move that that move you saw king's landing mm-hmm. bar get right by one of the best right tackles in the league mm-hmm. if you gives you hope for that kid going forward yeah it's funny you mentioned he he used the the word swim move and i thought about gilbert's story about the super bowl don't go mm-hmm. swimming yeah, yep. And I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if Gilbert would actually be, like that." Tech. You can't, you can't be swimming on dry land, man. What's wrong with that dude, man? Oh, man. Swimming on dry land. But I tell you what, though, any other quarterback that would have been a sack. Yes, sir. That would have yes, been a sir. sack. Definitely, Martin. definitely. Uh, the player that I uh, wanted to really kind of say that I'm excited to watch is David Bakhtiari, and I want to see if he will play the full game without that rotation in. Uh, he looked really good. He was the highest-graded uh, offensive lineman, which, you know, it's amazing. For a guy that, you know, 50% of Packers uh, fans on social media wrote off as being done, <laughs> had himself a pretty good game, you know. We're, can't we're just, you we're, can't we're count. Out. You can't count a Pro Bowl tackle like mm-hmm. that now. You cannot, man. I, no. I, I mean, sometimes I'll be like, uh, uh, "What are they drinking? What are they drinking?" You know what I mean? Not, Come on, man. You nothing, can't count nothing that good. Nothing good. Burn. Probably natty ice or something like that. Some Viking juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh. Uh, this is a highlight of my day. All right, let's get into some NFL pick 'em. Oh, guys, we got screwed last week. Last week we picked, we all picked the Packers. We all won. Steelers, yeah. Browns. Gilbert and I, we picked the Browns. We won. McQuaid, you lost. And then we each picked the Lions to beat the Vikings, and we each pick, picked the the Bills to beat the Dolphins. And we should have known Lions gonna lion. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean that that's that's an automatic pick for me. I ain't picking no Viking ever. There you go. I'm gonna take the L. I'm gonna take the L, But the the Dolphins beat the Bills. That was quite oh my a, God. quite a, see, unexpected. Did you see that two hit? Oh my! Yeah, I saw that. So what do you think? Be- was it his was it his head or his back? Oh, it was definitely his head. He said it was his back. Yeah, yeah, I know what know. he's. I know what he said. That's because he got hit in the head so hard he didn't know what he got hit. <laughs> I swore he got up and said, "I'm Batman." <laughs> oh my god! I mean, didn't they have to carry him off the field? He got up oh. and fell yeah. back down. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. See, Miami, Miami itself is full of you know they they just got that draft pick taken away for tampering with Tom Brady, whatever that whole situation was, and now there's investigation into this. There's some there's some stuff going on down there, in Miami. Yeah, you know. Man, yeah, but they beat the Bills, right? They, they did. The, they they got the win. Mm. So. Good for them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we will go on our next Pick'em week. Uh-oh. Obviously, Uh-oh. we're all taking the Packers over the Patriots. Yep. Super Bowl 31 all over again. Bust out the trophy. Right. All right. So the next game that we got is Titans-Colts. Where is that game? At at Indianapolis. And the Colts are favored by three. Colts are favored by three, and they just came off that big win against Kansas City. You know, yeah, they knocked the off the Chiefs last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the cheer, roll with the Colts and say they keep going. Tennessee looks does not look uh, like the AFC contenders they were last year. Wow. Wow, Derrick Henry, what are you doing? He's not looking so hot this year. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I just don't like following Mac with his picks, man. With God, dog, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're three games in, and Derrick Henry has 192 yards, averaging 3.6 yards a carry. It's it's uh, looking rough for him. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna go with the Colts too, man. Mm. I'm gonna go with the Colts as well because oh, Jonathan Taylor. All three of us picking the team ain't too good now. Yeah, well, got, you know, it worked out. For, <laughs> it worked out for the important team last week. Yeah, it did. All right, next next we got uh, we got uh, Broncos and. Broncos at the Raiders, and the Raiders favored by two. The winless Raiders. No, no. I, I saw I saw a picture of Devontae Adams, and they was they were saying he wished he was back in Green Bay. So I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Broncos. Yeah. I'm I'm going Raiders. I think they they pull out a win at home. They're all upset, huh? and, and that that Broncos offense is not looking too hot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Raiders for that one. Huh? Yeah, but the Broncos have the second best defense in the NFL. I'm going Broncos. The Raiders offense hasn't figured it out. I think the Broncos defense eats them for lunch, and I think Devontae has more comments next weekend. <laughs> That's what I think. I'm gonna go Broncos. Yeah, the Packers fan of me hopes for hopes for that. <laughs> All right. Next one. This is going to be a good one. Rams at 49ers. 49ers favored by two at home. I was 49ers favored by anything. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. God damn. Huh. Who you say 49ers and who? And the Rams. I'm going to Rams, man. I'm going to Rams. I'm going Rams too. I am not a, a believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going Rams on the road. Didn't he fumble too or something? <laughs> yeah. Ran out of the end zone with the safety and and yeah. he's just, I mean Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not gonna say he's a bad quarterback by by any means, but he's cute. Uh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm just. I think he looks like Uncle Jesse. He's cute. House. There you go. That's the women awesome. like him. Yep. I'm gonna take the 49ers just so that no one says I'm copying all of Gilbert's picks. 
<laughs> well, we know Mac ain't. We know he ain't. <laughs> Go on my own road. <laughs> All right. Well, for our next segment, we got we got a special segment for you, Gilbert. Uh, we reached out on on the Cheese Dad's uh, Twitter account and mm-hmm. uh, asked. Uh, we did a mailbag. Ask, ask some questions for Gilbert Brown. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out a few for you here. Okay, as long as it ain't no old girlfriends, we good. No, no. Uh, unless you have an old girlfriend named Christopher, I don't. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> um, Yeah. So the uh, the first question uh, was referring back to our episode with the uh, top five cars, dream cars, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Scott wants to know what is your favorite car that you own. I don't have a favorite. Uh, sorry, Scott. They, got nothing Scott, on I don't have. I treat them all the same. They all my babies. You know how them women got them flowers and they love. They talk to them and they caress them. See if I if I choose one, then all the other ones ain't gonna want to start. See that? See that? Yeah, you know. You, I, I get it. I, you know, I was the same way with all my toys when I was a kid. I made sure that I played with each one of them equally so that none equally, of them would, yes. I, yeah. I did not want a Buzz Lightyear Woody rivalry going on when I was out of the room. Oh, you're asleep? There would have been some fights going on. Yeah, no kidding. I had a lot of Star Wars toys, so there would have been lightsaber action. Now that we're talking about it, that was really dumb of me. I should have let that happen. Should have. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Tom wants to know who gave you the nickname the Gravedigger. Uh, Reggie White did. Oh my God, I didn't know that, and now the nickname is so much better. Yeah, Reggie White. Oh, that. Incredible. Reggie White. Oh. Reggie White came up with that one. You remember the uh, the play or the instance, or you what was going on when when that happened? No, nah, we was in the locker room. We was in the locker room, and um, he came up to me after. Uh, it was like a uh, Wednesday, you know. We sitting there, and we, we everybody talking. We just chit chatting, and he said, "Man, that move, that that, that grave digger move you be doing, that's pretty cool." I said, "You know what? Thanks, Reggie. Thanks." <laughs> that is incredibly cool. Wow. That is, well, like I said, whenever we talk about Reggie White, I feel closer to God. So this is a yeah. good moment for me. Oh yeah, that's why I sat. That's why I sat next to him on the plane rides. <laughs> yeah, you knew you were protected. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh Enrico Palazzo uh, wants he to know. A, he on a boat or something, don't he? Enrico yeah. Palazzo. That's uh the uh shout out to um Naked Gun. It's Enrico Palazzo. Oh, okay. The the opera singer that he was yeah. impersonating. Um what can be done to bring back the Gilbert Burger? Uh, I would say we start a petition to every Burger King in your county and tell them Gilbert Brown said, bring the grave digger back or else. Or else. Or else. Or else. All right. And our last... Yeah, same. Our last question is from our friend Mark. Mark Mayfield. Hey! You got any special stories of the Lombardi legends that you'd like to share? Such as time hanging out with Willie Davis, Paul Horning, and Mr. Star. Oh wow. 
I mean, just 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 if you go back to my playing days, and I, I can remember them guys used to come in the locker room all the time. You know what I'm saying? They they had access to us, not like how it is today. And uh, just to be able to shake Ray Nitschke's hand, it was like shaking a brick glove. You know what I mean? And 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 whenever Jerry Kramer comes to town and I'm around, I go see him. I remember alumni weekend, he was doing an interview, and I sat there for an hour and a half listening to the interview. For an hour and a half. You know what I mean? I mean, just just those guys are Green Bay National Treasures, man. And uh, to be able to be a part of that history and just to be able to talk and touch and see these guys, I mean, come on, man. You'd be a fool not to be able to sit there and listen. You know what I'm saying? I sat there for, and, and still didn't get to talk to them. It was an hour and a half, and I had to go to get ready to leave and just sit there and just listen, man. It was it – was, it, it, those guys are great, man. All of them. Um, Dave Robinson. Oh my God. All those guys are just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. To hear you be able to talk about these legends that, that we either didn't get a chance to play or didn't get a chance to watch or didn't get a chance to watch very long is, is, is incredible to hear these type, type of stories. It is, man. Cause a lot of people, all they see is pictures. You know what I'm saying? We, That's I, me. I first got there, I saw all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Paul Horning, all those guys. Man, you hear those stories of Paul Horning jumping out of somebody, some girl's window and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all that good stuff, man. It's it's just it's just a pleasure, man. And th th those old guys is crazy, but you know, us young guys is crazy too. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. That is um you know, it's it's what makes the Packers such a unique franchise too. You know, mm -hmm. every team has their legends and their greats and everything like that. But mm -hmm. it just feels so different up in Green Bay. For some, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can really even put words to to explain what it is. But it sure is special and unique. It is, brother. It is, especially for a place that ain't moved for so many years. It may have been built up, but. It hasn't moved for so many years, and you playing on the same dirt as the same legends that you're trying to become. Can't change it. No. Oh, man. Incredible. That is great stuff. All right, Gilbert, it's your turn. My favorite segment, Six Feet Under with the Grave Digger. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't call it a Mount Rushmore, but I would call it your top fives with one alternate. Okay. So like all that's right. like you put all five of them in the game and they all went down. You got to have one alternate. Got right. me? I got you. You got me, Mac. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. You got me? I got you. I got you. <laughs> He's scared. He's scared <laughs> is what he is. So give me your top five running backs of all time with one alternate. Ooh. All right. Uh, number one for me is Barry Sanders. Uh, I, I I really respect him. I think that had he not walked away from his career as early as he did, I think that we would have a different all-time rushing leader right now. Most definitely. 
I will also go with, you know, gosh, I really hate that we had such good running backs in the NFC North. Oh, it's a tough. Central. I know. Because uh, I got to go with Walter Payton um, as my number two. Mm-hmm. Being Mr. Sweetness and uh great human being as well. Mm-hmm. A great, great running back on the field. I'm going to go with uh, – Gonna kick it back because I gotta have a Packer on there. It's, it's just in me. I got to, and I'm gonna go with uh, Jim Taylor, mm. one of okay. the o- only uh, MVP uh, seasons, uh, the only MVP season in Packers history that was not a quarterback. Uh, 1951 MVP, I think, mm-hmm. was uh, great just a great running back and uh, really opened the door for a lot of the great Paul Horning uh, plays and things like that. Mm-hmm. Great, great one, two punch, much like we have right now in uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Jim Brown. Mm. Got to be up there for me. Emmett mm-hmm. Smith. Also a great dancer. And then my alternate, I know, it hurts me, pains me. And then my, Gilbert gave me the thumbs down, everyone. That's why I had, I had to explain my, my regret. <laughs> um, and then my alternate, I am going to, um, you know, I'm just going to give it to Paul Horning. I'm going to put two Packers in there because I can. Because it's your list, baby. It's, my, your it's my list. It's my list. You know, if if I was being, like, completely biased, I'd go Jim Taylor, Paul Horning, Amon Green, Dorsey Levins, Aaron Jones, Alternate, mm. A.J. Dillon. There you go. That's a that's a Packer sandwich. That's, yeah. I, I, I'm interested to hear Mac's thing because Mac kind of goes – all off the left field sometimes. I'm kind of interested. I got, I got a few, a few out of left field for you. Um, it, it hurts me. It hurts me, but I, got, I don't got any Packers in my in my top five. But I do agree with the top two, um, Barry Sanders and then Walter Payton. They're both incredible running backs. Uh, Walter Payton, even though he's a Bear, he's got, you know, obviously Walter Payton um, mm. trophy named after him, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Great, mm-hmm. great, great human being off the field. Number, great, um, num- number three, Absolute freak of nature athlete. I'm going Bo Jackson, one of the most incredible athletes ever. Bo uh, knows, and 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 I think that he he deserves to get a nod up there, um, in that 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 top five spot. Um, I think that that number four, uh, I've got to go go. To be honest with you, um. Maybe this one is a little bit maybe at left field too. But number four, I'm going Ladanian Tomlinson. Grew up watching him. LT. One, one of the most electric backs that I've ever seen in my time. And maybe my age is showing and maybe I'm not giving, you know, enough respect. Oh, I almost put him on mine. He was pretty uh, good. You know, he was, he was incredible he was, to watch. He was decent. And uh and then for the same reason, right, that that I rank uh, you know, Don Hudson wide receiver as you know top three wide receiver of all time top two wide receiver but whatever it is i got i'm gonna go number five jim brown because uh, mm-hmm. what he did 
back then, you know, back before the Super Bowl, when lots of people like to discredit that time, uh, mm-hmm. is was incredible. Was was a lot of fun to see. But then my alternate, my alternate, I'm going Green Bay's all-time leading rusher, Amon Green. Hey, G. Love that dude. Uh, and I still remember to this day when he had that 90 plus yard touchdown run. I think it was 90, was it 99 or was it was it was it close to that? Um I think it was 98. 98. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I grew up, I fell in love with the run game because of him growing up. And and you know, we always grew up with Brett Favre and him slinging the rock, but seeing seeing I'm on green, I'm going hit with my alternate. Batman. There you go. You know, I the only game I've ever been to was when he was playing, and I and I was like fourteen years old, and saw his car pull up. He had the Batman hubcaps on, and still remember him getting the ball and carrying in the nineteen sixties Batman theme playing over the over was that, the speakers. Was that, was that the was that the number thirty Armand Green or the number thirty four Armand Green? That was number thirty, Gilbert. I'm old. Very oh, okay. Old. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was around uh, 2004. Packers lost to the Chiefs. Hoping for a better. I, I'll be up there on the October 16th game for the for the Jets. Well, stop. So, hoping. Stop by uh, Stadium View. That's where I'll be. You know. You know it. Probably. Well, my top five. You know. I mean. You know. I, I think. I, I think. I, I think. I. Uh, I know a little bit about tackling and. <laughs> going up against some good running backs and, and 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 my top five is not in any order i mean it, it, i i need i really need a top 10 you know but my top five uh of course y'all know is eric dickerson he gotta be in my top five you know he gotta be uh walter payton's in my top five jim brown is in my top five barry sanders is in my top five if I had to put somebody number one, he would be number one. Uh, Marcus Allen is in my top. Mm. You know, he, I mean, to, for, for, from him, from the Raiders to Kansas City, he he was a back there. Oh, my God, man. He just all terrain. He going to give it to you. And and it, big man, too. Big man. And my, uh, my alternate is the Kansas Comet, Gail Sears. Gale that, Sears, yeah. Chicago that's Bears. my ultimate man. Oh my God, he's oh, I mean for for seven years to put down the work he put in, bad man, bad, bad man. man. And <laughs> he made running like he made the running position look good. Like he yes, looked he good running the ball. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That, that, I mean, I mean, like I say, man, it's, I needed 10, but I, that's why I threw an alternate in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we, I mean, I mean, so many bags from Jerome Bettis to, mm. I mean, just, just, oh my God. But it's, oh man, Jerome, you, you were tackling Jerome Bettis in his prime. That had to have been insane matchup. Wow. Well, you, well, you know, we went to the same high school together. No. Yeah, yeah. We, Whoa. Kept, we, we was killing them down in the city of Detroit. <laughs> we was killing them. He and like I, I always try to tell everybody, he was a better linebacker. A better linebacker. 
figure, figure, as figure. you could have seen from that shoestring tackle he had to give the Pittsburgh the the trip to the Super Bowl that year on that right. fumble or interception, whatever it was. Yeah, the bus. Yeah, the bus. That's awesome. Oh, that was fun. It's always so hard to name. Uh, you know, when you go back and you can talk about the all-time greats, it's so hard to just pick five or six of them because there are so many greats that. Well, it ain't like it ain't deserve. like I'm. It ain't like I'm gonna give y'all the top five of the top five greatest kickers of all time. Yeah, uh, Don Hudson, <laughs> Jerry Kramer. I, uh, I I have none. I have none. I don't yeah. know. I none. Right. I don't know. I have no idea either. But all oh, this was fun. So thank you, Gilbert. This was uh, I, educational. Man, I did not know that Reggie White gave you that nickname. It's, oh, that yeah. Nick, the nickname is now the greatest nickname in the history of, of oh, sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to get that. We're going to get that trademarked. And yes, we are. I'm very honored. I'm very honored. He gave me yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. incredible. Oh, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the graveyard shift we're signing off and we're going to come back at you after the Packers give the Patriots a little bit of a taste of Super Bowl 31 goodness. A shellacking. Yeah. Shellacking. Courtesy of defense. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. to spell it, but it's shellacking. <laughs> yeah. It's the sound it's going to make when Kenny Clark hits them. That's the <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see you later.